You are listening to episode 69 of the Style and Stewardship Podcast. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about something that I hope can be beneficial to you. As usual, I am speaking all about the things that a lot of us are missing. Some of the most crucial components of our health and wellness. We kind of skip right over this and I think that it is one of the most crucial pieces. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, listen into this episode. You're listening to the Style and Stewardship Podcast. So what is stewardship? That is exactly what we'll be talking about in each and every episode of this podcast. As Christ followers, I think it's so important that we manage every single area of our lives to the best of our ability. Not perfectly, but intentionally in our own unique way and holding on to God's grace every single step of our journey. On this podcast, I'll be sharing thoughts, things that God's teaching me, and transparent talks. My hope is that when you listen, you'll feel equipped, you'll be encouraged, and more than anything, I hope that you're inspired to live out your day-to-day calling in your own unique way. This podcast is for the woman who wants to hear, well done. Before we get into this episode, I definitely want to just go ahead and do a medical disclaimer. Nothing that I share on this podcast or on this particular episode is to treat, cure, or diagnose any medical condition. Please take all of those concerns that you may have to your doctor. I am not an expert. (laughs) I am not a doctor. I am just someone who is sharing things for informational purposes only. So please consult your doctor. I think so many times people overcomplicate what it means to eat healthy and they overcomplicate it by thinking that it looks one specific way. When we're thinking about what makes us well, what makes us feel good um, and the different things that, you know, maybe we have a medical diagnosis or maybe we have a medical concern And all of those things may, you know, affect the way that we need to be eating. And one of the hardest things I believe about sifting through a lot of the information that is out there is that many people are doing it all wrong. And when I say all wrong, I mean, if you are so focused on eating a particular way and having this specific template that is working for someone else, if you, for instance, have issues with um, with your gut, if you are following someone who is telling you to be a raw vegan, you will literally hurt yourself because your stomach is already having issues. And as you are um, trying to eat certain uh, eat this certain way, but you're not recognizing what's going on in your own body, you think that the way that you're eating well, I'm doing all the things right. And and they say this is healthy and I'm doing it and it is not working. We've got to, ign- we've got to stop ignoring what our body is saying in lieu of what someone says is the way that we should be eating. Your body made by God is so complex and also so particular about the things that make it feel well, the things that contribute to your own wellness. And if you keep jumping on every bandwagon of everything that everyone else is doing without consulting your body, um, what ends up happening is you start giving yourself these setbacks 
Instead of giving yourself the freedom that you need to actually be well and feel well for your unique and specific body and your lifestyle and your, you know, the way that you want to live and the way that you want to feel in your particular, you know, concerns. So maybe you are someone who is approaching menopause, or maybe you are someone who has a bunch of kids and everyone eats something different in your family. Maybe you are concerned with certain things that run in your family, which that was one of the reasons why um, I began eating a certain way, because I understood that whatever it is, whether it is a genetic component, whether, you know, it has something to do with just lifestyle and traditions that I've grown up eating or, or having. One of the biggest things that I realized was just because someone says eating this way is healthy. What does your body say about that? What does your body say about how you are eating and getting in tune with what that means for you, getting in tune with the cues that your body is giving you, whether the hunger cues that you are getting, whether it is the, um, whether it's just the lifestyle that you want to live. Maybe you're buying things that you can't afford, or maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're someone who doesn't like meal prepping. Maybe you're someone who only wants to meal prep one meal because that will set the rest of them up to be successful. If you are not looking at your own life and you're only looking at what other people are doing, you won't do what's best for you. And ultimately, you have different genes than the next person. You have different nutritional needs than the next person. There are some of us that struggle with getting enough vitamin D. You know, if you have more melanin in your skin, you naturally will... Um, it, it'll take a little bit more for you to get that melanin. I'm, I'm sorry, because of that melanin, it's, it acts like sun sunglasses, basically. And you will have to, some of us have to supplement with vitamin D3 specifically so that our body can use that um, and, and, and make sure that we're getting what we need. Sometimes it is, you know, maybe you have in your um, history and your family history, diabetes like I do type 2 diabetes and juvenile diabetes in my family along with some other things you may be more conscious of hey if I eat something it can't be so carbohydrate rich that I am you know setting myself up to have some sort of issues with insulin sensitivity um, and with you know blood glucose levels that's something that I particularly have to watch out for. The next person may not have that have that in their medical history. The next person may not be predisposed to have certain conditions, whether it's through the way that your family just eats or, you know, there's so many different things that we can look at. And when we're focused on just the way someone else, someone else eats, or we're listening to something that was handed down from the government, for example, that says you need this many whole grains, guess what? Me particularly, if I eat as many whole grains as, you know, these different, you know, institutions have passed down and said that this is great for, you know, every American, I particularly am an, <laughs> and I, I, I believe you are as well. We don't need as many carbohydrates from refined, you know, products as some people are saying that we need. 
or we're buying things from boxes that have been quote unquote fortified with more grains or more fiber, which sometimes that fiber that's added to that product may be wood pulp, or it may be, you know, it, it could be so many different things. And if you have stomach issues, you see what I'm go- where I'm going with all of this. You have got to listen to your body. I've got to listen to my body way more than I listen to marketing. So this is when you start getting to a place where it's like, what can I try on for size? And I think that experimentation to find out what works best for you while, while also listening to the different cues that are coming from your own body and your hormones are going to give you such a better picture of what's actually healthy for you and for your body. This is a journey I've been on for years and years. I am not an expert on telling anybody what they should be eating. I am still in the trenches trying to figure out what works best for me and the different health concerns and things that I have, whether it's from a familial standpoint of the things that run in my family, or it's things that I do or don't need based on my activity level and based on my lifestyle that do and don't work for me. That is my encouragement to you is that you can you can find um, what is going to work best for you and for your body. The best place to start, in my opinion, is eating food from a whole food source so that when you start narrowing down what does and doesn't work for you, you don't have to sift through the waters and, and wade through the waters of all the dozens and dozens and dozens of extra unnecessary chemicals and preservatives and colorants that may actually be contributing to some of the things that you are concerned about or can contribute to some of the things that you are concerned about. Whether you're dealing with it now or whether it's something you are trying to avoid, you may have a medical condition that you are trying to reverse. And whenever we are just eating like everybody else and we're not in tune with our own bodies and our body's needs, then what ends up happening is we're really frustrated because what we're doing should be working instead of working with what works for us. This is something that it has taken me years and years and years to learn where I thought, you know, if I eat this particular way and you can go back and you can listen to the episode I did on, you know, you know, health mistakes that I've made with thinking veganism was the answer or thinking this was the answer. That was the answer. Instead of asking my body, not like, Hey body, what, what's good for you? Not, not in that way. But when I say asking my body, putting things in and seeing the response that I have from different things, like my energy, my sleep patterns, my skin, the skin always tells a story. Um, my hunger cues, why am I always craving the sugar or why am I having this struggle that I didn't have before, or, you know, looking at different changes, um, biofeedback, things that our biology, our body will actually be telling us is or is not working for us. So for the longest time, I thought it was this specific thing. You watch these documentaries and it's like, everyone should be vegan. You watch this one and it's like, everyone should be carnivore. You watch this one and it's like, Um, everyone should be having green tea. You watch this one. It's like, no one should ever eat rice because of arsenic. There are so many different things, so many different schools of thought. And the only way to wade through that water is to actually consult your body. And I don't mean talk to your body, but I mean, listen to the feedback that your body is giving you so that you know what does and doesn't work for you. That right there is the plug that right there 
is what I have found has given me more and have grace with yourself. But that is what has given me more insight than any certain thing that I've ever tried to follow. Your body is extremely, extremely complex. Excuse me. And I really think that I I spoke about this on another episode um, about hydration and, and diabetes and things like that. Me going and, you know, I actually went and well, I didn't go. Amazon sent it to me. <laughs> I bought a glucometer off Amazon because I was shaky and I was having frequent, you know, output. And I thought, what is going on? And as something that is on my radar because it runs in my family, I thought, okay, oh my goodness, these are like the warning signs of diabetes. And learning just by doing that process that my body wasn't getting the hydration that it needed because I was constantly flushing out minerals. But you can go back and listen to that episode. But this is my point. This is such a complex thing. And I don't say that to overwhelm you. I say that to say all of these things are so complex, but the body, your body is giving you clues right now and is sending cues to you right now. We have drowned out the messages that our own physiology are giving us. Our own health is giving us in lieu of listening to clever marketing or people telling us we have to have this amount or you should be eating raw kale salads, which are terrible for your stomach. I can talk about that on another episode. So um, it is really, really important to have you know a bit of the science and learn what, um, there are certain foods that if we eat them raw, will make us sick. Uh, there are certain foods that if we are predisposed to certain things, we have a harder time handling and dealing with. So though, you know, thank you, God, I don't have type two diabetes. I do understand that the different things that I was exposed to eating growing up If I continued to eat the way everyone around me was eating, I would get the diseases and issues and chronic conditions that people around me had. So it's really important that you don't just look at, oh, this is complex and it's hard. And in a sense, it makes things a little easier. You know, if there's something in your background that you don't want to get, if there is something in your background that you think, oh my goodness, I'm predisposed to this thing because on my maternal side, on my paternal side, these are the things that were in my family. It actually shows you warning signs. And those things, you're not destined to get those things. I think that we can be predisposed to something, but we're not destined to get those things, especially if we are doing things to prevent. Preventative measures are amazing. So if I, you know, if, if something runs in your family and there are certain dietary things that you've watched people around you eat, or there are certain dietary choices that people made on a daily basis that were a part of their lifestyle. So say, you know, for example, I can use my grandmother. My grandmother fried a lot of things and she ate fast food maybe once or twice a day. Um, and when she did, you know, make say vegetables, um, collard greens, or she liked turnip greens, which I, I still, I'm trying to like them, but I don't. Um, but she would put 
massive amounts of sodium. Um, she would, we would go out to eat at, you know, maybe one of those buffet places. I used to call them buffets, but these buffet places, and she would literally ask them to bring her a plate of fried fat back. So this is a highly processed thing. It's cured. It's packed with sodium, you know, and it's not just like, we're not talking table salt. It is packed with straight up sodium in its concentrated form and so, so, so much, um, you know, there, there's no nutritional value in that thing. And she's eating a plate full of it. And this is just a regular thing that she did. Um, fried pork chop sandwiches on white bread, you know, um, my, my point is saying that there is so much processed food. I mean, she ate real food too, and she cooked real food, but there's so many things that were out of a can. Um, and canning isn't bad. There are just certain things that it was, it, you're not going to get the nutrients in that food if it's, if it's getting to, if it's been preserved, quote unquote, in salt and brine and all of those things where, it's no longer active with phytonutrients. So phytonutrients are an active thing. And, and if we freeze them, that, you know, it retains those phytochemicals. But if we put it in a can, it's a different story. Um, and then, you know, you just, you grow up and you eat like things like, um, you know, the, the macaroni noodles with the sauce packet and, you know, beefaroni or whatever those things are. And those things in and of themselves aren't bad. As a matter of fact, if you made them from scratch, you'd actually get some nutritional value from them. But these highly processed things and, and you know, noodle packets with these packs of sodium, <laughs> these packs of sodium, actually, yeah, that's exactly what they were, but artificially flavored and colored and eating an entire pack of one of those that comes in that little thing of noodles is, I think it's more than your daily value of sodium intake. So my point is you can create a perfect storm of conditions if you eat like everybody around you ate. It will make you predisposed to the things that they expose themselves to. That is one of the things that I've been on this journey about. That is one of the things that I want to encourage other people about. I've encouraged people in my family about that. You know, sometimes it's, it falls on death. Most of the time it falls on deaf ears and I just feel like this is something that, you know, if my family won't listen or people around me won't listen, I want to share it with you in case you have ever felt like you are destined to have this issue or you are destined to have that issue. And the truth is you are more empowered when you can make the decisions and have the information that can literally turn around your family's health legacy. And that is something I'm truly passionate about because I don't want my son or my husband, since I do most of the cooking, well, I do all the cooking and I love that, but I don't want to, um, ignore the things that I know that I'm predisposed to. And I want to make sure that other people have the information that I tried to give to my grandmother when she was here. There are just so many different things that we can talk about when it comes to that. But I just wanted to remind you that you do not have to eat like everyone says, you should eat. And I'm going to give you one more example. Oatmeal, for example. So there are people that are like, eat oatmeal, put some peanut butter in it or some nut butter in it and put some, you know, seeds on top or some almond butter. And, you know, this is breakfast. I can personally tell you if I eat like that, 
and I pull my glucometer out, no lie, because I've done this, it spikes my blood sugar. I feel jittery and shaky and anxious. And then it's almost like a switch turns on and I crave so many sugary things or it's like I crave more packaged things. So is oatmeal the healthiest thing in the world? Not for me, not like that. Do I still have some, you know, I have some like gluten-free oats. I make, you know, muffins out of them. I put things in them that have protein because I can't just eat, uh, you know, a carbohydrate like that and be fine. It does something to me and I have to listen to that. So um, it even affected my husband where he was like, man, I'm so shaky after I have oatmeal in the morning. And I told, you know, I had to share with him, have your pro cause he's going to have a protein shake anyways, because you know, when you wake up really early, you don't really want to eat a lot. <laughs> so all he wants is that little bowl of oatmeal. And it's like, okay, if you have a protein shake with that, you can blunt how much sugar is going to be dropped into your bloodstream. If you have a shake that has fiber and fat and protein in it, and that is what he does. And he can he can't not have it like that, or else he gets anxious, he gets shaky, he gets jittery. And we're told, oh, oatmeal is awesome. Just have a big bowl of oatmeal in the morning and couple that with some orange juice and maybe two slices of bacon. And that's a complete um, breakfast. Yeah, maybe for some it is, but for us that does not work. So this is not about me telling you what works and wasn't what doesn't work for you. This is about me encouraging you to find and see what works for you. Get in a place of experimenting so that you know what your body needs. And it is one of the most impactful things that I think that you can do is listen to your body and eat whole foods so that when you have an issue or if you have an issue, you know where the heck it came from. So until next time, your life matters. What you do with it matters. So what will you steward well?